There we go. Hey everybody, my name is Rowan Two Sisters. I'm part of Predators Can Be Choosers and we are a home birth practice and wellness practice in Houston, Texas that involves myself, um, licensed midwife and massage therapist, my sister Dr. Blythe who's a licensed psychologist who focuses on perinatal support and mood disorders and also Mary Bratcher who's an EMT and an LMT and uh, aspiring midwife. So that's the three of us and this is our very first elephant in the womb prenatal education piece and our goal is to put as much positive content and supportive content out on the interwebs via YouTube, podcast, and also this Facebook live stream. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty in that I cannot hear Mary but I can see her. And I know that other people can see and hear both of us, so that's part as good. Um, about myself, I'm a newly licensed midwife. Um, right now it's June of 2019, and I was licensed around uh, Valentine's Day. And I work at a local birth center, Northeastern Birth Center, as all, and as well as have a small private practice. So Mary is my assistant and my friend, and also my practice partner in massage and RVO, so that's about me. Mary, do you wanna say a few things about yourself? Yes, most definitely. So, um, like Rowan said, I'm also with Preggers Can Be Choosers. I'm a massage therapist and a massage therapy instructor. Also an EMT, which kind of plays into this piece today. Um, I also do our Vigo therapy and labor whispering and uh, a killer prenatal. So, um, that's definitely what I've been up to recently. Good body work. But, um, yeah, and I'm really happy to be here today, getting things figured out, doing this for the first time, so it'll be a good, good deal. So when we were thinking about topics, we were thinking one of the first things, why do you name Colin? Um, when we're thinking about topics, one of the first things we wanted to talk about was what to do if there was some type of, uh, like a traumatic experience, right? So what is the first thing we should do when you have a pregnant body and what are the, like the first couple of steps or, you know, of course the first step is to breathe, right? Just stop, breathe, be with yourself, try not to freak out. And then what are the next right things? So, and Mary um, actually sent me some topics that some uh, flow that she's gonna go over. So. I'm just starting there, Mara, and if that's not where you want to start, you can jump in someplace else. Okay, perfect. No, I think that's good. Um, so I had recently attended the Red Duke Trauma Symposium that um, Memorial Herman puts on a few times. Well, I guess Red Duke is once a year, but they have other trauma symposiums for people in uh, emergency medical services. And um, one of the speakers, a doctor, had spoken specifically about the pregnant body and trauma situations. Uh, things that happen and the breakdowns percentage-wise of um, what traumatic accidents can look like for the pregnant body. So um, she had talked about how when on a 100% scale that 55% of injuries to the pregnant body are motor vehicle collisions, 25% um, are falls, and 20% actually come from abuse uh, especially domestic abuse situation. Um, so when breaking these down, we just kind of wanted to talk about what this would look like for folks if these things were to go on, different resources that are available to people, and um, just best practices when it comes to keeping your body safe. So um, 
I guess for the first one for motor vehicle collisions, uh, you know, we're all driving around. Um, the biggest thing is that they talked about having proper seatbelt placement. So uh, a lot of, they said that a lot of pregnant folks will wear their seatbelt kind of up and over their belly instead of down around their pelvis. And having the seatbelt, especially the lap belt down around the pelvis really helps with any type of like secondary trauma, internal trauma, things like that. So I brought a little pelvis, which I know would make Rowan smile. <laughs> and um, so I just wanted to, and I brought a little yoga belt here, like a yoga strap. So the way that they talked about it was that you're going to want to wear your seatbelt in a way that it's across the chest like this. So it comes straight through on the chest. So not behind your head or down under your arm or any of those type of things. And then with the lap belt, we got a good visual here. So this is our pubic symphysis. We've got the uterus laying right behind where my hand is here. So when you wear your seatbelt here, you want it to come across the front line of the pelvis like this. So if you were to imagine that in your body, like right under your belly and right across the pelvis. So you don't want it up any higher or down even much lower. It's just gonna be right. So this helps, keeps the pelvic inlet open, uh, pelvic outlet open. Nice, plenty of room. So there's not any type of squishing or trauma there against the belly or the uterus. So um, the other thing too is that if something does happen and EMS does arrive and there has been an accident, they'll usually um, transport with the person on their left side. So just to be aware of that. So I know that in a lot of movies, TV shows and stuff, people see people laying flat on their belt, like flat on their back or being transported seated, but we'll usually do left side because it helps to even out blood pressure and um, it was better outcomes later on. Oh, Blythe is joining, hello. And um, for the falls, um, we were talking about ways that, oh wait, hi. Oh, I didn't catch that comment. Did that comment be recent? I think it said because of a, a surgical birth scar, it was hard to wear it that low, which I completely understand there. So I'll be making sure I'm more conscious of the right way. Oh, okay. So, um, Thank you, PJ. That's a really good, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing to think about. Maybe there's the possibility of wearing one of those, um, what do you call them? You know those kind of like, maybe wool or sheep, sheep's wool seat belt sleeves that soft. normally people would wear here. Yeah. Where they're soft and kind of fuzzy. Yes, yeah, yeah. That they're, um, people would normally wear them here, but they're Velcro. So they can be put on the belt at any junction. So I think maybe that might be helpful. So let's get feedback on that and try that out. Um, but the other percentage uh, is 25% and it comes from falls. So um, it's usually just falls from standing. Um, so, which is good, not falls from tops of buildings or anything like that. But um, so preventing falls would look like staying hydrated and keeping our equilibrium straight on making sure that we've got our electrolytes figured out so that we don't have um, muscle cramping or spasming, things like that, that would cause us to 
have a compromise in the way we're standing. Um, nice stable shoes. No judgment, but uh, you know, shoes that we feel solid in, in connection to the ground. Um, mindful movement and walking. So no matter what we're doing, we're doing it with intention and in the body that we have today. So however that feels, because the pregnant body the next day may feel different than it did the day previous. So we just need to kind of be aware and in our body. And then having uh, awareness about relaxing, especially later in pregnancy. So as joints begin to relax a bit and we're getting ready for birth, then the, your stability feels a little bit off. So it's good to be aware of that as well. Um, and I've got some resources for that later. Uh, a couple of the resources kind of fit into some tips for um, awareness of just the heat here in Houston. Uh, I understand that there might be people in other places watching this, so maybe heat isn't as big of a deal for you, but we'll cover that here in a little bit. But um, so the last percentage, some you know, will come from abuse. That's why people will go uh, on non-slip on. Oh my, oh. So not, you said that the non-slip weren't under the rugs or had just been installed? I didn't check. So, they were, so we had a comment that was just about, correct, weren't. Okay, thank you, PJ. So, um, so that's another good one. So non-slip reinforcements underneath rugs in the home. Um, so they can help to kind of keep the edges um, adhered to the floor so that it doesn't peel up or slip underneath you. Um, what about like kids' toys or whatever? Like, you know, that, that's the Legos? Like issue. Yeah, Legos, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, see, this is good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, keep them coming. Um, yeah, making a clear path for ourselves there and just being aware. Um, but the last 20% of visits, I guess you could say to the ER or calls to EMS come from abuse situations. So um, just to, I have a national abuse hotline because I know that some of the people tuning in with us or that will watch this eventually maybe aren't from Houston specifically. Um, so that number is 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E. Um, and we can include that too. I think we've got some text of that to include. Um, with some links. And then here in Houston, um, we have the Houston Area Women's Center. And even though they are called the Houston Area Women's Center, they are uh, gender inclusive. And um, so just know that you are welcome there if you need help. So they're, um, for their, any kind of like domestic abuse, their phone number is 713-528-2121. And for sexual abuse, it's 713-528-7273. Uh, and we also have the info at Preger um, that you can get a direct contact with them. But um, uh, the, one of the reasons that I think it's important to bring this up is because for emergency medical services and for hospitals, when they see falls and abuse, sometimes Falls are abuse, are um, and they aren't spoken about or honestly portrayed as being such. So um, there would be, since we're talking about kind of like what would be expected, what would you know, what might happen, um, 
healthcare providers, um, your care provider or emergency medical services personnel may push with some questioning around falls, um, just because they want to be sure from a public health standpoint that they're covering everything and making sure that you're safe at home and with your partners and the people in your life. So um, I don't know, it's just, it can be upsetting if that's not your situation, but at the same time, I feel like it's understandable to know that they want to have the largest amount of access and availability to services for people who need them that might be having abuse situations. So it's just something to think about that those questions may come up. Can I jump in real quick? Please do, yes. That every provider is trained to have the resources for if somebody's having a problem or a domestic issue. So if you don't feel safe in that moment, right. what's going to happen is at some point when you're by yourself or something like that, then they're going to approach you and ask you again. So and if they don't ask you again while you're alone, you can tell them, look, this is bad. I need help. And they should be trained in resources. Perfect. Yes. Excuse me. Um, so let's see here. So um, I guess for this talk, this talk today, my last topic is staying safe in your pregnant body in Houston heat. So we've been in, we've had heat indexes over 100 the last few days, and it's just going to become more. Um, and luckily for some other folks, they don't have to deal with that, but we do. So I, I would love some feedback on what people do to stay cool and um, stay hydrated. I have. So I keep my full gallon of water with me uh, pretty much anywhere I go. Um, I'm also a huge proponent of electrolyte balance. So um, I like to utilize these tablets by a company called Noon, N-U-U-N is how you spell that. Um, they're effervescent and they taste kind of like an emergency type of packet. Uh, so kind of vitamin-y tasting but they're uh, very low in sugar and so they won't spike that for people. And um, they're easy to take with you, easy to use anywhere you go. You can just pop it in a water bottle. Because um, electrolytes, like I mentioned earlier, are really important, especially as the pregnant body is mm, regulating, evening out, concerning body fluids, right? And, so, and then your electrolyte balance with those things blood lymph and such. So, so the noon tablets are excellent. Um, I've usually used some type of sun umbrella, like a golf umbrella or uh, a UV umbrella that's specifically for walking in the sun or for being out in the sun. And then um, I was telling Rowan that there was a few years ago where I had had, um, I guess, a, a heat episode, if you will, uh, heat exhaustion. Um, which I guess turned into heat stroke because I had, um, I was on a walk, but had completely blacked out on the side of the road because it was too hot for my body. So um, at the time I had had some forethought and had gotten myself uh, what they call a road ID. So it's a, it's a bracelet that you can wear. Oh yes. Places to stay cool. Popsicles. Yes. Oh, and coconut water for sure. Good potassium. Um, but I got an road ID because it's a, it's, it's not a medical bracelet per se, but it is an ID bracelet. So you can put your name, 
name of a partner, phone numbers, um, any kind of health conditions or anything that you're currently dealing with. And they'll engrave that on a small tag and you can either, you know, you can put it on the shoelace of your sneaker, you can wear it on a bracelet or wear it on an anklet. Um, and I know that in EMS, we look for medical bracelets, we look for anklets, we look for that type of thing. So even though it's not a medical bracelet, if something were to go wrong or you just needed help or something like that, that is a quick way for someone to be able to help you and know your name, your emergency contact, and any other things that are going on with you currently that might influence the way that you need care um, or how they can assist you in that moment. So, um, and I think we have a link to that too. I had sent someone on to that. So, um, but yeah, the popsicles are awesome, staying cool. Um, I know that Rowan and Blythe are uh, large proponents of, of pool time um, when you're warm. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, these are just some things that I wanted to touch on today um, that are, that when I went to the symposium, they talked about were some of the biggest um, issues for pregnant folks. And, um, and I guess just moving forward, if there was anything that people had questions about, I know that Rowan was going to talk about more of the fetal side of some emergencies and trauma and what that might look like or what you would want to talk to your care provider about concerning your pregnancy um, right after a traumatic event. So I can hand things over to her. So. All right. So one thing I wanted to mention was when you, just a second, I have to tell my sister something. Mary, talk amongst yourself. Okay. Okay. Well, I have to say this is my first time doing anything like this. Um, and I was pretty nervous, but I'm having a lot of fun. And um, I just wanted to thank everybody for being here today and for commenting and um, for helping me feel included. And uh, hopefully on future podcasts and, well, and webinars, um, I'll be commenting and hanging out too. So I'd like to make this part of my weekly stuff. And um, I guess I don't know if anybody has any summer plans or anything going on that they wanted to share with us, like going out of town or hitting Splash Town. Got it. Okay. Sorry, we're having a technical difficulty, but we've maybe figured it out. So um, yes. summer plan, have a baby. That's what PJ says. Got it. Got it. And Lindsay just had her baby. So that's cool. Oh, yes. Um, I wanted to talk about like, so say you have an accident or something happens and you're not sure if your baby's okay, right? So um, of course, if you're concerned that somebody else is at fault in an accident, like even a car accident or anything like that, and you feel like you might need um, to like pursue with insurance or something like that, you need to go to the hospital. This is something I just know from EMS that, and also having um, some personal Okay, it happened. So if you're concerned that care needs to be provided for and you're worried about who's gonna to have to pay for it because like this is real chat here, then you need to go to the hospital. I had a girlfriend that um, was, it was raining in Houston, she had an umbrella and she was doing one of these numbers and uh, actually I think she was like this and somebody else was doing one of those and knocked her into the street at 35 weeks pregnant and like into the rain all this stuff it was downtown and then later he didn't want to pay for it because you know she was pregnant and she probably lost her balance so um 
even though she did go to the hospital to get checked out. So if there's something like that, and you're concerned about um, not only the safety of your baby, but it would be financially crippling to pay for an accident, then uh, go ahead and call EMS and then transport and have the whole thing documented. So that's the first thing. The second thing is what you're looking for is rhythmic cramping, any type of bleeding, or an, and cessation of the baby moving. So these are the three things you wanna look for. Feeling your baby move. Is your baby moving? The next thing is you're looking for bleeding. Okay. And uh, I can't even remember the third thing I said now. Baby moving, bleeding, rhythmic cramping, like preterm labor. So those are kind of the three things you're looking for. And of course, some of those things, not the bleeding, but you can be scared enough to not feel your baby move, or you can start to have cramping when you're dehydrated or anxious or, you know, something like that. So, um, that's why one of the first things to do is start drinking some water, get your electrolytes in, and then feel for baby moving and monitor to see if you have any bleeding. So I think those are the things that I wanted to say about it. I had a patient text me yesterday that her uh, toddler gave her the people's elbow and the abdomen and she was super worried about it. And we did the same things. Is your baby moving? Drink some water, make sure you're hydrated. And then at the same time, um, looking for any red bleeding um, and cramping. So. I think those are the kind of the, th the three or four things we always look for around uh, baby safety and mama safety and pregnant person safety. But I think that's it. Does anybody else have any questions or anything they'd want to add? You see me? Dr. Blythe here helping me monitor the, the questions on Facebook. Mary, anything else you wanted to add? How do you wear your um, I don't believe so. At least, I, I mean, other than I'm excited to be involved in moving forward. <laughs> this, is right. a, this is fun to do. Right. This is our first one. And this yeah. is how we start everything. We're like, we don't know how we're going to do this, but we're just going to try. And this is it, right? So um, I think sometimes, like, pregnant people... They acknowledge that they're pregnant, but at the same time, they have stuff to do, right? So if you're a professional painter or whatever, like, we've got to figure out how to get you grounded and, and get away from, um, like, maybe falling off a ladder and stuff like that. Because I think people at times don't know quite how off balance their their feet or their body or how things can get for them. So it's kind of, what about a fall off an elephant? <laughs> PJ wants to know what happens if you fall off an elephant. That elephant's going to catch you. I was going to say, though, their, their trunk will catch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well this is our first one go us does anybody have any other pregnancy related questions and i wanted to say just because i'm a midwife doesn't mean i'm your midwife so if you have a concern or something that we talked about today doesn't fit for you or jive for you that's 100 percent cool make sure you run it by your provider so you can make sure that you guys are on the same page and everything's okay <clears throat> but I always want to make sure that you know that you're the best. A pregnant person is the one who's most in charge of their care and the one who can most filter and decide what's right for them. So if something we said wasn't right or it was right, but they're not sure, go ahead and collaboratively check it out with their um, care provider and go from there. All right. Anything on Facebook that we need to talk about? Hey, y'all. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. All right. Well, the next time we get together, we are talking about, I think we we're trying to get the pediatric dentist, but I'm not sure. Oh, we were going to do phone. Okay. Like how helpful is having an Apple iWatch? 
um, yeah, an Apple Watch. That's it. Having an Apple Watch if you're pregnant. So um, there's a couple of good apps on there that I found out about. Um, Lindsay, who I think may or may not still be watching, when she was pregnant, I always wanted her to share her activity monitor with me, and she never would. Um, and then because <laughs> she didn't want me to know how much or how little she was doing which is okay, all right, but um, so that's one of the things we'll talk about. And um, also there's an alert one, if you're in an accident or you've fallen, then uh, we can use that app to alert your care provider along with other people. So we'll kind of have those organized and um, figured out and shared a little bit better than my little teaser right now. And I wanna say that if there's something you wanna look at or talk about, then just let us know and we'll build a show around it because we're here in response to what you need. It's not that we're compelled to do this, is that we wanna get the best information out there. And there's no secret hitch here, we're not sure whatever, we just want all the um, best information out there so that everybody can make the best choice and have the best pregnancy for them. So that's what we're talking about here. Right, yeah. yeah. Anything else? Okay, anything else, Mary? No, nah, I'm good. All right. Oh. Preggers can be choosers. We love each other and we love you and we're here to do the best we can. And uh, one of our kind of main thoughts is Hope Punk. We're going to keep showing up and doing the best we can. And if I won't give up if you won't give up. Okay. So we're signing off for now. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Yeah.